This is Retire South Shore Radio, a weekly program designed to educate you on all your retirement options and introduce you to Mark Roulette, founder of South Shore Retirement Services. For the latest on free seminars, to obtain a report or to set up a consultation, please visit RetireSouthShore.com. Retirement services and real-world retirement solutions. Looking at the whole picture to design a complete strategy, including retirement planning, Medicare decisions, and legal documents. Now, here's Mark Rowlett and your host, Jordan Rich. Greetings. Welcome once again to another edition of Retire South Shore Radio. I'm Jordan, hosting the show along with Mark Roulette, founder and president of South Shore Retirement Services with a beautiful office in Hingham, but uh, with clients now throughout the area and beyond. And Mark, it's great to see you. You're wearing a T-shirt today in the studio that I think we need to share because we always jive you a little bit with the fishing thing, even though you're catching monster fish. What does the T-shirt say? It just says, catch fish, not COVID. <laughs> I'm glad we can laugh about that to a certain yeah, extent. And, yeah. and it's good to keep a positive attitude. And that's part of the the show's theme on a regular basis, being positive. But today's topic, fascinating as most topics are, things that end up costing us more in retirement, things that we may not think about. Yeah. I mean, people, when they get into retirement, I think the general assumption is, oh, yeah, we know healthcare is going to go up as you get older. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But there's a lot of other things that you don't necessarily think about when you go into retirement. I mean, you know, the old saying that kids are expensive because I, I know this because I have three <laughs> kids, but retirees can be expensive too. I, I know this because I have hundreds of retirees. So um, <laughs> I, I see what they do when they go into retirement. So mm. between travel, fitness, utilities, giving money, whether it's voluntarily to your family or forced to give money away in taxes to the government, um, things it gets expensive. So you just don't want to get caught off guard. And, and I wanted to talk about you know, some of the things that maybe you want to think of or think about that you may be spending more money on in retirement and, you know, the what to do's to get ahead of it. Because it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It just means you should prepare just like anything else in life for those expenses that, before they come up. For those who know the operation and know how you work, it's called the all hands analysis approach. And what I love about these topics and these shows particularly is the fact that uh, these are things about life that we have to think about, not just the facts and figures and the numbers on the page, but life and how it impacts yeah. us. So let's let's start with that. Uh, is there one particular one that tops the list that uh, people should be aware of? Yeah, the, 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 there's probably always on everyone's hit list that the most, you know, talked about thing that you're going to spend more money on. And the, and the reality is, you know, now that you're retired, you have essentially for most people 2,000 extra hours per year at your disposal. So 2000 extra hours per year of not having your head to the grind Mm -hmm. and working frees up a lot more time to spend money. One of which, and again, probably the top one, um, is you're going to spend more money on traveling, right? Uh, It's, it's the top of most people's lists. You know, you've worked for 30 or 40 years and yes, you probably traveled, you probably went on vacation, but they were always, you know, you go on vacation for the week, the first day, two days, you're winding down from work, you enjoy the next three days, and then the last couple of days, you're thinking about going back to work, and it's different in retirement. The thing that people worry about in retirement when they're traveling is, is this an affordable expense? And if you if you plan ahead for it and think about, all right, how much is it going to cost? What am I going to do? How am I going to segregate that money? Do I, 
I disagree with some of what I was researching about, you know, ad advisors saying you should budget for that on a monthly basis. I, 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 in our office, we disagree. We, we think when you're going on vacation, you're going to know most likely in advance of it that you're going to go on vacation right, and we'd segregate right. that money because to budget monthly indefinitely for annual or biannual vacations, um, it, it's just not realistic because you're not going to do it all mm -hmm. the time. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes these are the bucket list events. You know, I want to spend three weeks in Italy or I want to go to Australia for a month and a half, or I won't say their last names, but Kathy and Paul, clients of mine who go on cruises. And now when I say they go on cruises, I talked to them in July. They were leaving the middle of July to go on a cruise and they will be back in November. Wow. Um, and they'll come back for about a month and then they'll go on a cruise again for about another four or five months. They spend most of their time on the water. Um, but whether you're doing these huge trips or just weekend getaways, you just want to have the best plan in place so you can, so you know you can afford it, so you can enjoy it. One note on the vacation deal yeah. and cruises and Disney and all that. The thing that uh, people are thinking about is, I want to do this with my grandkids. I want to do this with my kids. And oftentimes, grandpa, take it from one who knows, uh, is expected to treat or helps out or wants to help out. I'm, I'm just yeah. having fun with this. But the idea no, is we, we want to do things that we've never had the time to do. You just mentioned 2,000 hours. I never thought of it that way. That's a right. lot of time. And I, and I think, you know, to echo what you're just saying, you're dead, right? I mean, there's lots of clients that want to go on these trips and things that maybe they couldn't have afforded to do when their children were little. And now they're maybe right. they can afford to do them when their grandchildren are little. So the, the advice would be, Assign a cost to it. How much is this going to cost you? And think about it ahead of time. Make sure that it's not going to impact other necessary future costs that you're going to have. And then most importantly, if all of that, all of those stars align, which generally they do, do it. Go on the trip. Don't right. say, I'd love to do something like this. Do it. Book the trip. And people get really surprised in our office that, you know, our, our business is helping people build their wealth, grow their money, uh, you know, navigate the tax taxes in, inside of most of their accounts. But our job is to help them spend their money, which is kind of a fun job because you're like, oh, yeah, I have a client that did this. And if you're going this to this place, you should go here because you hear all the stories from the clients when they come back about where they were, what they saw and what not to do. Yeah, you're very familiar with the retirement lifestyle and, yeah. and the goals and aspirations and, and the successes of these folks. Well, let's take a pause for just a minute because there may be people out there who have specific questions and they hear the show and they wonder how they can get a quick answer to a question or at least a, a start of one. And the best way to do that is with the 15-minute no obligation strategy call. It's something that started about the time the pandemic did and it's a really useful tool that Mark and yeah. his team have kept going. So if you have a question, you'd like to get it answered, uh, or at least uh, get some information, 781-836-4214, or set up your appointment for this free no-obligation call at RetireSouthShore.com. All right, so let's continue. We know about travel, and I'm excited about that. <laughs> Believe me, I'm one of those who can't wait to go. What else tops the list? Well, I mean, the other obvious one that we already mentioned a couple of minutes ago um, was you, you spend more on healthcare, right? I mean, yeah. as you start going into retirement, most people, not everyone, but most people had, have had a job where the employer has heavily covered their healthcare costs. And yes, they've still had some premium obligation towards that. But when they're transitioning into retirement, 
if they're under 65, they're carrying their own healthcare and that's very expensive. Not to the point that you shouldn't necessarily do it. And I often say that to clients and they say, well, I'd love to retire at 63, but I got to wait till Medicare. I'm like, mm. well, why? Well, it's so expensive. I'm like, but if you can afford it, do you, do you think maybe you want to entertain it because you get two extra years of retirement? Um, but when you do transition into retirement and into, you know, around age 65 and beyond, when you have to start going on to Medicare Part B, that, that has an expense too. And that has sometimes an expense that goes up through no other reason, but you did really well with your money. And what do I mean by that is Medicare is tiered, right? There's different premiums depending on how much taxable income you have. And it's not a different Medicare Part B. There's not a concierge version of Medicare Part B. It's based on how much money you're actually deriving as taxable income. And some of our clients um, and many, many people who listen to the show have done incredibly well in their 401ks and their 403bs. And as a result of that, those accounts have gone up. Then they hit that age of 72. Now they have to take required distribution and maybe they don't need it. Maybe they have lots of other income sources and their Medicare premiums start to go up. Then you look at supplemental plans. Then you look at the fact that you're going on maybe more doctor's visits because people tend to go on more doctor's visits when they get older and when they get into retirement. One of the things, I'm not a doctor, um, you know, slowing down and going from 50, 40, 50, 60 hours a week to not working, that has an obvious change in your body, right? Your body mm. is used to going one way for 30, 40 years, and then it changes, and maybe that creates, you know, some sort of issue. I mean, we don't wish it upon anyone, but that would just logically make sense. If you do something completely different than what your body is used to, maybe that creates something that now all sure. of a sudden you're going to the doctor four or five times more per year, and they all have costs associated with them. So it, it's not it's not a deal breaker. It's not a reason not to retire. It's just a reason to understand what the cost is going to be for you or you and your spouse, not, well, my friend said it's around this amount of money. Don't just assume that that's what it's going to be for you. Yeah, don't listen to uh, hearsay or uh, the neighbors chit-chatting about what happened to them because you really want to get the full picture and uh, that's where Stu Millard, one of the members of the team, comes into play in the all-hands analysis team. He seems to really know what kind of advice to give when it comes to choosing your Medicare options. Stu's a fantastic uh, you know, addition and benefit to, to our clients to be able to take all that guesswork out and you know, sort through what they do need and what they don't need because that's the unfortunate thing for many folks is that they don't realize that something that they needed wasn't covered by their insurance till it's a point in time when there's nothing you can do about it because you're mm. actually needing to utilize it at that point. So what we're talking about is is a constant theme. It's a shift in lifestyle, but also a shift in income. Income yeah. is not being earned by work. Income is now there because you worked and it's time to distribute that income. It's time to use yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I think the resounding fact is that you have more time on your hands. And listen, if even if you're not retired and you're listening, we, we've all already had practice with this, right? You mentioned the 15-minute strategy call that we started in the pandemic. The reason for that is that we weren't getting together face-to-face -face with people. People were at home, locked down. And pandemic plus lockdown equals internet, equals shopping, equals spending more money, equals the next thing that I was going to talk about. And the things that people are like, oh, that's forest for the trees. Like, that makes sense. Your utility bills will go up. Absolutely. When we were all working from home, we didn't really work from home in my office for very long because we were considered essential. Um, but lots and lots of clients that were still working, that were working from home, their utility bills went up from the perspective of they were at home more, right? I mean, so you have your 
air conditioning run, running longer, your heating running longer, you're using all of the utilities in your home um, for at least an extra 10 hours a day, right? If you work an eight hour day and you, you take out the two hour commute that you have round trip, the positive of, the, of more in utilities, which if, if there is a positive in retirement is that a lot of people, when they transition into retirement, their mortgage is either paid off or about to be paid off. Mm. So their income need is less because their debt obligations are less as well. Um, so having higher utility bills, while it might sound arbitrary for me to be talking about something that maybe you think is a couple of hundred bucks a month, that could be really important to sure. to a particular couple or person going into retirement. So you just want to be aware of it. Certainly now, as the temperatures continue to uh, hit summer highs and we need that air conditioning and we need heat in the winter and all that. And you're right, we're home more because <laughs> that 2,000 hours of free time uh, means a lot of time at home. This is great conversation. And if you'd like to uh, follow up, of course, you can make that 15-minute no-obligation strategy call appointment anytime. Go to RetireSouthShore.com. Also, check out various seminars that we'll be telling you about and the webinars and much more information is available at RetireSouthShore.com and we'll be right back. One of the biggest stressors when it comes to retirement is the obvious one. Will you ever have to worry about running out of money in retirement? That is the key question and proper retirement planning, working with the All Hands Analysis team can truly help. Here's Mark Rolette, founder and president of South Shore Retirement Services. Most of our clients have a person when we meet with them, somebody who's helped them accumulate their wealth during their working lives. But distribution, going into retirement, starting to take money out of these accounts is a totally different animal. It's not just about returns. Returns are important, but strategizing on what's the best way to take this money out, how you should take it out, when you should take it out, and where you should take it from is critically important when you're transitioning into retirement. Schedule your free 15-minute strategy call today. Just visit RetireSouthShore.com. That's RetireSouthShore.com. Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM. AEWM and South Shore Retirement Services are not affiliated companies. This is Jordan Rich reminding you that South Shore Retirement Services offers a number of ways to learn about a happy and safe retirement with frequent evening seminars at local fine dining establishments. You can find the complete schedule and register for these seminars at RetireSouthShore.com. There are also regularly scheduled webinars. There's the Retire South Shore podcast series and the South Shore Retirement Services newsletter. Information is power, and the all-hands analysis team at South Shore Retirement Services is ready to inform, educate, and reassure you in retirement. Again, visit RetireSouthShore.com. You're listening to Retire South Shore Radio, and we welcome you every single week, have been now for the last four years, I believe. And this is Jordan. Uh, always fun to sit down with Mark Roulette the fisherman, and much more. He's actually the president and founder of South Shore Retirement Services, all about retirement planning, planning that makes sense, that uh, provides you with solace and an opportunity to enjoy a happy and healthier retirement. So, Mark, uh, we've talked about a c- couple of things that are pretty obvious, uh, travel, health care costs, things like this that, that go up naturally when you retire, and even utilities. Let's talk about uh, moving, because a lot of people say, okay, mortgage paid, kids are out of the house, I'm retired, I want to downsize or uh, maybe uh, upsize. Let's see how things I go. Just wanted to, I wanted to move away from the utilities because before the break you mentioned air conditioners. Um, I started cringing because my own air conditioner is broken <laughs> at the house. Oh, it, no. It, it had a slow leak before we got it fixed. It, we repaired the whole basement, which was uh, damaged. 
and I got home one of the uh, like last week and I went downstairs to check it walked across the carpet and that, that squelching feeling in your foot oh. was like oh my god so yeah get away from utilities that, that, that's why he spends as much time as you do on the boat in the open ocean just to cool off <laughs> anyway yeah, turn, what, turn a, what yeah. about the relocation uh, yeah. expense I mean you know empty nesters tend to you know think about changing their current living situation take you know basically take flight they want to go and do things you know that they're as downsizing people start looking at their four bedroom house and their kids are grown and gone and like we don't need this house anymore i don't want to do all the yard work i don't want to keep up the maintenance so they look to downsize move not always downsize you know financially but downsize in the house size right and there's always obviously costs associated with that some clients will sell their primary residence and buy a place in Massachusetts and a place somewhere warm and they want to be snowbirds. But there's a cost associated with getting your home ready to sell. There's moving costs. There's, you know, if you have multiple homes now and you're back and forth, you're flying back and forth more than mm-hmm. you maybe were while you were mm-hmm. working, furnishing, appliances, all of these things come at, at a cost. And there's the setup cost associated with them. So for a lot of people, they do spend more money in retirement on the moving expenses, the relocating expenses. And even then when they have relocated, the ongoing expenses to fly back and forth. I was emailing with a client that I have a Zoom with next week. They live, they're actually currently living in Nevada um, and they're moving to Oregon and that's going to be an expense. They bought the other home. Now they're getting ready to put their own primary residence on the market. Then they have the moving costs. And from where they, they told me they're moving, the moving costs have to happen or the moving has to happen quickly because they, they said when the winter sets in, you can't get through <laughs> the pass to where they're living. I said, I, are you living Are you living in a country and Western movie? They said, no, it's just it snows and you can't yes. get in there. So yes. they're under the gun to try and get it done as quickly as possible. As well. I, I have friends who are just retired and they realized, you know, the roof does leak. I hadn't noticed it when I was working, but now that I'm home. I mean, things like that occur, and you just have to be ready. And we all realize that, but then academically, we don't think about it. We think about it uh, academically, but we don't think about it as, as really happening. So it's good to plan in that regard. There's another uh, very important issue, and I say this uh, knowing the people who are listening, the kinds of people who are listening, and present company excluded, you and me, that you, you want to devote some time in your life to giving back and charity is a big part of the retirement process for so many mark yeah absolutely lots and lots of our clients um are very charitably inclined and you know what they say charity starts at home and they want to help their kids out they talk about i want to leave the money but i don't want it to be the to the detriment of what you know we're going to do in retirement but they still give them money and and i think that's great and, and we want to help them facilitate that but you just want to make sure that you're not putting yourself out later in life by something that you did earlier in life. You're also not maybe looking at it from the perspective of what's the smartest way, what's the smartest money to give to the family. When you're dealing with charities, what's the, I mean, it's a personal preference, which charity you're going to leave money to. But when we look at it, people are, they have more time. They're spending more time either going to their church or wherever they worship. Um, they're thinking, well, I, I, I'm seeing these people more and now I feel like I have to give more. And there's nothing wrong with that at all, but you just don't want to do it to the detriment of your own retirement income. 
And then when we start looking at the estate planning side of it, which is part of the uh, the all hands analysis and looking at the legal aspect, um, people just look at it and let's say blanketly, they say, when I pass away, I'm going to leave 25% of my money to the church. Well, 25%, that's wonderful, but maybe there's better money to leave to the church versus better money to leave to your family. And what do I mean by that is if 25% of your money across the board is IRAs, the house, all of these different assets, brokerage accounts, Roth IRAs, maybe you want to segregate 25% of your estate and have it all be the IRA because it's a charitable mm-hmm. organization and they're not paying taxes on that. So that's a better asset to leave to the charity, leaving more of the assets that maybe are tax-free or have what's called stepped-up basis and leaving that money to your family because they're not a technical charity. I say that laughing because I think of my three girls who stand with their hands out like, hey, look at this. Um, it's a funny side story. Reese was over at Derby Street with one of her pals last week and she texted me. She said, could you put a couple of dollars on my green light, which is the debit card that I, I can control, you know, what they're spending right, and when right. they're spending and whatnot. And I said, okay, I'll put $25 on there. So I did that. She gets to um, the store, texts me back and said, oh God, everything's gone up so much. And I said, that's inflation, honey. These are hard times. And she goes, I don't even know what that means. I'm like, you do now because you can't afford to buy what you wanted. So uh, Reese is definitely aiming for her own show on radio at some point. I think so. Uh, She's got a personality that doesn't stop. She's amazing. No, I I think the point about charities is very important because there are many, many important uh, uh, key vehicles and uh, prospects that you can identify and introduce people to. And, and you work even with charities, understanding what they need and what they would appreciate. So you, you bring the two parties together and everyone makes out feeling better about the, uh, the situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I have clients that work for the American Cancer Society, the American Red Cross, multiple charities across the board. Um, I have clients that we've looked at setting up their own foundations, donor advised funds, different ways to give back and make a difference and, and you know, have an impact on the world after you passed away. It's wonderful. So yeah, I think it's really important. And I, I, I encourage clients, if that's what they want to do, let's figure out what's the smartest way to do it. Um, but again, you just want to know that there's better assets to leave to charities and better assets to leave to families. If that's something that you're planning to do, look at it proactively, which kind of brings me into my final point. Um, one of the things that you'll spend more money on in retirement is financial planning. You'll spend more money on your money because now your money is the money that's creating the money for mm. you on a monthly basis. It's mm. a lot of money word, but that's the reality. Like when people are working and accumulating money, it's fantastic. And they're using employer sponsored plans and they're not really thinking about it too, too much. And then they start thinking about going into retirement. And now that nest egg that they've been building up, it's time to start using that egg. I guess it's time to start making something out of it. And, and people get anxious that they're going to do it wrong. The clients that I mentioned a minute ago that are moving from Nevada to Oregon, in his email, he said, you know, I, I've worked with them for a few years. I actually worked with um, um, his father before his father passed away. And um, he said to me, I've been saving money for 30 or 40 years. And now I'm retired. I have no idea how to spend the money. And I assume that's what you're going to help me do. Meaning that he has no idea how to take the money out. What's the smartest way to do that? So people when they go into retirement, it's it's critically important that I, I, obviously I feel that they work with a professional 
organization or person or people to help them navigate through. But if you're going to spend money on it, spend it wisely, making, make sure that the people that you're working with, their business model is what you need now. And you know, there's lots of fantastic brokers and advisors out there, but they just don't focus on, you know, the big picture planning of how your distribution should, should be uh, taken out, mm-hmm. when they should be taken out, What's the tax implications for that? Obviously, I can't give tax advice, but that's why I have Karen and her team who can. We build tax strategies for clients. You know, how is that going to impact my health insurance or my Medicare? And then ultimately, how is it going to impact my family if I die or if I don't? And I become incapacitated from a legal perspective. So if you're going to work with the team, work with the team. Um, We obviously hope and wish every person worked with that short retirement, but that's not realistic. I just, you know, you, you, you don't want to assume that you have the correct advisor in case you're wrong. Right. The, the touchstone of all of this is, and for those people who are just tuning in and joining us for the very first time, and we have regular listeners, of course, but for new listeners, uh, we talk a lot about life in this segment, and that's what happens in the office, too. Uh, you were joking about all the people you you know who uh, are traveling or moving the snowbirds who go ha ha in February when yeah. they make fun, but it's true. Uh, this is really not just about numbers. It is, of course, key. But it's I, I say it every time we get into a topic like this. I can relate. People can relate to this. We have kids. We have grandkids. We have concerns about our health. We want to travel. We want to build out our house or move to a, a different location. We want to do things that we've earned the right to do. And I think that's the overarching uh, goal is to make people feel that they're they're real people here, not just uh, numbers on a page. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, in the financial world, we don't lose sight of our clients and the people that we meet with are people, right? I mean, the money is obviously important, but they're not just another account, moving them in and moving them out and getting, getting it trucked along. And even even from the perspective of here's your account, here's your income, you're all set, talk, you know, we'll talk in a year. Uh, these are real people, right? They, they have lives, they have families, they have cha- grandchildren, they have things that they want to do. And I, I think they come in and, into our office and the assumption is that, hey, these people know what they're talking about and, and they get that. But in my opinion, there's a really nice way to do it. And there's a very, you know, tactical, strategic way to do it. And, and I think if you can mirror both of them or ma- marry both of them together, you, you can have retirement planning. You can have it in such a way that you don't feel forgotten. You don't feel like you're just picking up a phone and dialing an 800 number and having no notion who's going to answer the phone on the other side. Um, the, 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 again, it sounds cheesy and corny, but our clients truly become you know, part of like the bigger picture family of things, you know, I mean, I'll catch a fish on the weekend and I'll text it to a handful of clients that I know are into it and I have their phone <laughs> numbers. So we, I text it to them or they come into the office and they talk to Holly or Nancy or Carol and they're, you know, it's five minutes beyond the time that I was meant to be sitting in the meeting with them. I'm like, are you guys done talking? No, not a minute or two because they're just catching up. And right. it's a really nice way to, for me to make a living. And it's a really nice way for a client to, be reassured that the people who they're working with are, are actual people as well. Indeed. I've seen it up close and personal as I've been many times to uh, the Hingham office. Anyway, uh, for more, you can call 781-836-4214 or just visit retiresouthshore.com. So much information there. Mark, thank you as always. Uh, good luck with Reese and her spending. <laughs> and uh, And we'll see you next week.
All right, sir. Take care. Have a great one. This firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM and Roulette and Associates, LLC, DBA. South Shore Retirement Services are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Mark Roulette and Associates, LLC, DBA, South Shore Retirement Services, is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein, provided by third parties, have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mark Roulette and Associates, LLC, DBA, South Shore Retirement Services. You've been listening to Retire South Shore Radio, a presentation of South Shore Retirement Services. For the latest on free seminars, to obtain a report or to set up a consultation, please visit RetireSouthShore.com. Stay tuned for more real-world retirement solutions. RetireSouthShore.com.